You are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Technology has invaded our lives and our practices. Our practices have had to adapt to the most up-to-date technological systems to simply bill a patient. Our time is spent learning new systems, and we spend our time reading journal articles on our PDA. Is it possible to add technology to the patient-doctor relationship in a way that can enhance the relationship, or does it simply get in the way? Welcome to the Business of Medicine on ReachMD XM233. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Kaskill. Here with me to discuss this invasion is consultant Bruce Cleveland. Bruce has been involved with healthcare technology for over 20 years. One of his areas of expertise focuses on the use of technology in doctors' offices, specifically the electronic medical record and related products. Bruce is currently president of Cleveland Consulting, Inc., an independent consulting firm specializing in advisory services to technology vendors and provider organizations. He is a faculty member for the Medical Group Management Association and PrimeMed, a technology columnist for Physicians Practice Magazine, and a member of the Microsoft Healthcare User Group Advisory Board. Bruce, welcome to the show. Thank you, Larry. Bruce, let's talk about EMRs. Everybody's thinking about it. Everybody's doing it. Is this something that is causing a major impact on the actual interaction between doctor and patient? Well, it very much depends on the physician and his ability to manage the use of the computer while he's seeing the patient. In some cases, if the patient is a, has a low comfort level with the EMR, he might find himself focused on managing the computer instead, instead of, of the, the patient. patient. Right. And in these settings, the, the patient uh, may feel like they are really not getting that warm and fuzzy personal attention that they expect from their doctor. I think it's true that as the doctor gets more experienced with the EMR, they're better able to manage the computer and the patient at the same time. But this is a huge area of adjustment and a huge area of fear on many doctors that, that have not adopted. I think it's part of the reason that you, you don't see a adoption level of, of EMRs at a really high level yet in America. Bruce, I can tell you that in my practice, we went electronic in January of this year, and it was a very scary month, and it was a scary six months leading up to the process or to the go-live date. I have embraced it fully. I love it. I have it uh, in each exam room, obviously. I have either a a laptop or a slate. And the, the biggest problem I see is just figuring out where to put it in the room so that I can still look at the patient while I'm tapping away and entering data so I don't ignore them. Right. Otherwise, I think it's great, and the patients all think it's the coolest thing in the world. Well, you know, what you just report is exactly what I have heard over and over again. The patients love it. But you bring up an excellent point that how you place the computer, whether it's a laptop, a desktop, or a slate, so that you have a comfortable interaction with the patient is a huge issue. You mentioned laptop, and that's what I find myself doing. I am putting the laptop on my laptop. There you go. So I am looking at them while I'm tapping and trying to focus as much on them as possible. But it is, it's a balancing act. It's a skill that is something that we have to learn. Absolutely. And it's not something that doctors were necessarily trained in. Uh, it is definitely an adjustment that takes, as you found, takes, uh, uh, takes a while. Right. It's taken about three months, and um, I'm still working at it. I'm, I'm proficient at it, but now it's time to get into the, the bonus round where it's seamless. Right. Exactly. Un unfortunately, I have a partner who is 
less technologically savvy. Yeah. And she is struggling with it and does not like it. So there's always, you know, there's always one who's going to embrace it and there's one who's going to kind of fight it as long as they can. Right. Have you seen that in most other practices? Oh, absolutely. In fact, I think I need to come up with a name for this, but there's a bell curve that you can graph in terms of of physicians' feelings about EMRs. And uh, at the left, there are people that just love it. They fully embrace it. A big hunk in the middle are people that say, you know, I realize this is part of my life. I have to live with it. Uh, I'm going to do fine. But then on the right, there is a segment of people who absolutely hate it uh, and really resist kicking and screaming to use it. Why don't we just name it the Cleveland Bell Curve? There we go. Yes. Because I've, I've seen it over and over again. And it, it's typically about, on the, the left and right side, it's typically about 15%. Mm-hmm. The large bulk of the middle, this you know, 65 to 70%, right. are actually going, you know what? You know, I'd rather go golfing, but, uh, right. you know, I'll, I'll live with this for now. I'll, I'll deal with it. So that is truly a bell curve. Yeah. Are you seeing that the patients to the far right are older? Yes. Percentage of people on the far right of the bell curve are definitely people that are older. They're definitely people that have uh, a less active involvement in technology in their life. They're definitely people that have poor typing skills. hmm uh, And therefore are very nervous around the computer. They don't want to uh, look like they're uh, not competent in front of the patient. Right. It brings up a whole series of anxieties that are, are really a, a reflection of their lack of involvement with computers as part of their daily life. You are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Caskell, and I'm with Bruce Cleveland, president of Cleveland Consulting, a technology columnist for Physicians Practice Magazine, and a member of the Microsoft Healthcare User Group Advisory Board. Bruce, we're talking about EMRs and doctors who are not good typists. As you know, there are other means of getting data into a computer. Can you comment on those? One of the things that the, the EMR industry, the people that make these EMRs, have done a good job is giving uh, doctors alternatives to the traditional keyboard. One of those is essentially a pen device, which is a, a special computer pen that allows you to essentially tap on the screen of the computer and pick various different commands from a menu set. So that eliminates the, the need to actually type. Bruce, I, I want to jump in. I have a question about the, the tapping. Does it have to be a certain type of computer, or can you buy a program to turn any computer into a, a tappable system? You actually can take computers that um, may be like a traditional laptop mm-hmm. and add a program that will give it touchscreen capability. So that's good to know just in case uh, doctors don't want to shell out a ton of money for new hardware. Yes, that's true. It is also true that some computers are better suited for the tapping than others. You mentioned the Slate or a laptop. Those are actually quite well suited to uh, those types of commands. And actually, the pin is, is really just another form of mouse mm-hmm. in a way. Right. Do you have any favorites, Bruce? Are you allowed to go out on a limb and say who your favorite hardware, your favorite software? The favorite uh, hardware that I have for the uh, device that is a, a tablet-type device is a Toshiba. Mm-hmm. And it's a Toshiba convertible. Right. The beauty of the convertible is that if you want to use it as almost like a traditional chart where you're holding it in your hand, you can with right. a pen. But you can also twist the screen around on an articulated hinge mm-hmm. and use it with a uh, keyboard. Right. I have one of those, and I'm always afraid to turn it because I think I'm going to turn it the wrong way and break it. They're actually quite durable. That's good to know. And they've gotten reasonably priced relative to laptops. They're 
typically about $300 more. I'd like to say that neither of us own stock in Toshiba. Right. That's true. I do not. Nor do I. But it is a good product. Yes. I have tried the motion computing slate, and I found that to be very cool, uh, but it uh, there's a pun in there somewhere. It heats up enormously, so if I have it on my lap, I have a super hot lap. So it's cool looking, but it's hot in the lap. That's interesting, yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with the motion, and I guess I'm just a, a, a real fan of the convertibles because I think it's nice to have the keyboard attached if you need it. I agree. Let's move away from the doctor and change perspectives uh, to the other side of the aisle, to the patient. I, I know my patients think it's the coolest thing since white bread, but what are, what are you seeing out there in the rest of the world? I believe in general, and this is, is uh, I always quiz practices on this, I think that, that when you have a computer and you come in with a computer to interview the patient, the patient goes, gosh, this is a practice that's really with it. This practice is a modern practice that really cares about me. And the other practical issue is that, is that when you have an EMR, all the information's right there. It's yes. all legible. You can access it very easily, and, and patients love that. It, it is the greatest. I mean, you can confirm. I mean, I, I suspect that has been your experience, but you're not searching around for stuff. You're not trying to read stuff that's difficult to read. You're not, in many cases, finding the paper chart is, can be difficult. Yeah, and a lot of things never make it to the paper chart. You know, our, our system that what we use is, is called Athena Clinicals. Again, I do not own stock in Athena. But what it does, instead of us having a medical record department scanning everything into the chart, they actually take over our fax machine, and they do all of the sorting and linking of every order so it goes exactly to the right place, and we don't even have to worry about it. Which wow, is which that is, is great. Which I, I don't know of any other product out there that does that. Uh, you would tell me if there is one. Uh, you know, I think Athena is a very unique and interesting company. As you know, they have done a lot of great work on the practice management side. And so I think that is a, a pretty unique um, a feature, that they're willing to take some of the document management tasks over for you. Yeah, it's, it's been great. And we unfortunately, we did have to let an employee go who was a medical records person uh, because there's no filing. There's no filing left to be done. There's no chart pulls. It's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, back to the patients. So they like the fact that we have it, so it shows we care. What else What else do they think? As I said, because there is so much information that's, that's right there for them, it, it allows you to uh, offer a higher level of customer service. Another aspect that's really cool is that, you know, the, the traditional paper-based office will have these stacks and mounds of, of patient trifold, patient education brochures that run out or may not be complete. Mm-hmm. With an EMR, Just you've print got one out. Hit the print button. Hit the print button. Right. And it doesn't matter, you know, the patient education that's available, there are literally hundreds of different conditions, all written in very easy to understand uh, English. Hit the print button, hand it out, and say thank you very much. Uh, uh, have a, a great day. I mean, that's great customer service. Yeah. I got another question for you, Bruce. Uh, we're talking about patients. We're talking about technology. Uh, many patients come in and have Googled their illness or WebMD'd their illness, and they come in with recommendations and or diagnoses that they've gotten from the Internet. I personally am not threatened by it because it's a, it's a place to start, but do, do you think doctors are threatened by it, and do you think they should be threatened by it? I absolutely think that some doctors are. Um, I, do, I absolutely think they should not be because I think it's a sign that the, uh, a patient cares about their condition and wants to do something about it. 
I do think that this is a phenomenon that is not going away, mm-hmm. um, and that doctors, because they can't know everything, do need to tap into their own resources using the internet uh, to be able. Bruce, to Bruce, Bruce, you're forgetting one major place they can tap into current knowledge. X, what's that? Uh, XM233. You're absolutely right. Every day they, they should can be. Learn, they should be listening here. They can learn. 48 new things every day. There you go. So, yes, you're right. We, we have to stay up to date, and that's why you and I are here right now. Absolutely. I think the, the patients are, are challenging doctors, which I think is a good thing, you know? Keep us on our toes. Yeah, absolutely. Bruce, thanks for coming on the show today. I'd like to thank our guest, Mr. Bruce Cleveland, for helping us determine how to type, listen, and speak, all while paying attention to the patient in front of us. I'm Dr. Larry Caskell, and you've been listening to The Business of Medicine on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.